Hey, this week on The Neat Pour, we talk about Bakers, uh, their single barrel 11-year Benny's pick, and then we talk about two local uh, black bourbon producers that we're excited about. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, we're live, baby. Hey, welcome back to the Neatpour Podcast. Nick is here. And Shalanda is here. We're here with episode 57. Yeah, Shalanda, it's the Bakers episode. All about the Bakers. We've got uh, we've got Jim Beam's uh, small batch release from Bakers. This is a Benny's uh, single barrel pick. Mm. Yeah, so this is uh, 107 proof. This is 10 years old. Um, and it comes in the fanciest box. It's cute, though. And it comes in a super revamped fancy. This is actually 11 years and eight months old. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, because the, the other bottle of Baker's we had it was the old bottle. Yeah. It was and, we, a, and we killed that pretty hard. We look back on bottle kills over the course of this podcast. Uh, Baker's is right there. Uh, mm-hmm. So is the Knob Creek uh, Benny's store pick, the cash strength one. Yeah, and the barrel seagrass. Yeah. And uh, guidance is pretty much what you say is gone. Black Bourbon Society's first pick at Maker's Mark. Yeah. Short list of barrel kills. Uh, three of those barrel kills were Beam Suntory, you yeah. know, Maker's Mark and uh, some of the small bat stuff from Beam. So, uh, yeah, we've been dealing with some of the heavyweights recently. Jack Daniels is a big seller. Uh, Jim Beam is the largest distillery in America, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so we're we're back on, we're back on sampling stuff that you can get off the shelf. That's Shalanda's favorite, favorite. I mean, category. because it's real beauty in the shelf, just like it's in the barrel. Yeah. Speaking of that, when Afro Beer Chick and Chicago Beer Keys come together, we're collectively known as a neat pour, and that's what we do. We explore the beauty in the barrel, you know, and we always drink the good stuff, you know. So I think always drink the good stuff is a way of saying, hey, there will be some hard to find shit on the show. But then exploring the beauty in the barrel just means, hey, is it good? It doesn't matter who made it. It doesn't matter how long it sat in there. Is it good? I think that's what we mean by that. You, you, you agree with that? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Long story short, yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So we got some news. But, you know, while we're on the topic of the beam thing, I think we should uh, just revisit a couple, a couple footnotes in our history with Jim Beam. Right. Um, I think the last time we had Beam on the show, how do we sound, by the way? We sound great. Last time we had uh, the, the Bakers on the show was back in April. That was episode 33. Mm-hmm. And that's when we highlighted the uh, the collection in general. Yeah. Yeah. You had some really cool pictures next to your uh, the original Black is Beautiful artwork book. Mm-hmm. I think that was a very memorable f- image. That bright blue of the 12-year Knob Creek with that with that image of that lady on that book. Very, very good stuff. I think it, it's 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 a peak, peak visual performance on the neat port. You know, I think it's, it's a good example of what we'd like to do with. And the, you can find the Black is Beautiful book on Amazon. Yeah. So, um, the one thing that made Baker's in the wine bottle the old format so killer was that, uh, you know. It was that fruity vanilla. So, you know, switching gears, we had uh, Benthic, the barrel-aged out today. Yeah. It had coconut in it. It was somehow both fruity coconut and the toasted coconut that mm-hmm. you like. Yeah. This had the fruity vanilla, and then it also kind of gave a vanilla cake vibe mm-hmm. and with the caramels. And I, I thought it was fantastic, this fucking Baker's. I was totally caught off guard by this. The last one. Yeah. You know. This one's a little different animal. The, the older version of the Baker's. 
it was the, the old format. The old format, yeah, I should say. Yes, the old format for me, it was a bit more spicier. This one is a bit more sweeter. Um, I enjoy both. You know, the old format of the Bakers made some really good cocktails as well. That's probably why it's gone. I mean, look here. We're not here to rehash old shit. It's gone. No, no, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> we, you know, we just, you know, we document the journey, right? Yeah. So Baker's is, of course, named after Baker Beam. Uh, this product is 77% corn, 13% rye, 10% malted barley. Um, it's part of the Jim B small batch collection, the aforementioned small batch. So that includes Basil Hayden, um, Jim Beam. No, no, shit, sorry. Basil Hayden, Baker's, and then there's two more, Knob Creek. And Booker's, duh. Mm-hmm. The hell's wrong with me? I don't know. Um, most of these you can find in a fancy box, except for the Knob Creek. I know. I think Knob Creek and Basil Hayden. You don't get a fancy box for those. Yeah, um, you, you know, for a long time, Beam Suntory was based in Chicago, at uh, cross street from uh, Merchandise Mart. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember? It was a precursor to. Um, I think it was like. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Chicago Craft Beer Week. It was a food event, the one downtown, a really big one that sits on the on in Millennium Park. Yeah, we went to a an event at the rooftop on the yeah. Civic yeah. Opera House. It was a Beam Suntory event run, and it was run by uh, it was featuring a chef that was mm-hmm. uh, going to be participating. in. man, that name is going to escape me now because I've never been to this event. I've always wanted to go. Right, but it's basically like the premier culinary event at Millennium Park in mm-hmm. the summer every year. Um, so we had a ton of makers and beam cocktails there. Yeah. That was a dance that we had, um, really cool photos at that event. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really liked more was the flexibility of the Basil Hayden Friendsgiving. Do you remember that event? Oh yeah. That was right before Thanksgiving. Um, yes, I do remember that event. Yeah. So that's in Ravenswood at, uh, Artifacts. Artifacts. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just on the North, on the North side of town and, this thing had, I want to say, different stations is the wrong word, but it was such a giant space with different levels that there was just fun, different kind of fun on every level. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they were making paella on one level. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your classic kind of bookcase library where you could take really cool pictures on another level. You know, mm-hmm. and then they had just a, a ton of different cocktails with a bunch of range on them that I didn't think belonged quite frankly in a basil hay and it was very strange this you know but i saw the versatility of, of you know these whiskeys yeah at that event so yeah i think we're just kind of painting some of the some of the experiences we've had with bakers and with jim beam at large um when i think about beam i think about you know that peanut brittle kind of classic you know nutty toffee vibe of the the, the bookers specifically right but then when i drink this you know, now to be fair, it is a single barrel, right? And single barrels, you know, you can capture magic in a single barrel, right? But the beauty of them is that they really span the range. They find flavors that are kind of these one-off flavors, and they say, no, don't blend it, bottle that. Yeah. Um, so with this, I'm getting, you know, this beanie's pick. I'm getting, like, some kind of, I don't know, peppercorn or something? I am, too. Right? It sits in the middle of the palate. So it hits... So for me, when you first smell on the nose, you get the sweetness, you get the vanilla, you get the caramel, of course. But then when you're tasting it, of course, <laughs> is that supposed to be me? No. But anyway, okay, carry on. I digress. <laughs> there's a hint of mint and peppercorn, and that sits mint palate, 
And it has a bit of a, I'm not going to say it's a long finish, but it's not exactly short. So it's like that medium finish because it's like it's still dancing in my mouth along with the sweetness of maybe some type of fruit forward. I can't pinpoint what I'm tasting for as the fruit. This is challenging. In the pre-show, I was asking Shalanda, do you have that kit of, um, you know, smells and smelling kit that we that we have that we barely ever use? You mean the kit that I bought you for Christmas that we don't ever use? Because I was really struggling. This is actually kind of really tough for me to decipher, like, what I'm getting out of this outside of the peppercorn thing. It's sitting in the window. All I can say is, like, you know, the vanilla cake thing that I really liked on the first one, I do get that on the nose. Um, but then it kind of doesn't, it doesn't translate for me when I sip it though. But you know, the sweetness that I'm getting, um, now that it's like just mellowing out on my tongue, I, maybe it's not like a fruit. Maybe, you know what? It is giving me pound cake vibes. Okay. That's fair. It's like a pound cake in your mouth. It's like a liquid pound cake. Yeah. Um, this box is ridiculous. Uh, first of all, you know, I kind of like the uh, the Booker's and the um, I like the Booker's box because it's kind of a wooden box. You know, yeah. for a long time before we got the uh, studio set up, we were using them as just kind of a stand for microphones. You know, it was just a much more versatile box. I got we got all, upgraded. Yeah, every, every, upgrade. time, every time we buy a box from Jim Beam, we got this box. We don't know what to name it. We don't know whether how to repurpose it. Just the branding on this is just this crazy block lettering, right? It's all it's all it's all silver and black, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's got this heavy silver metal top, mm-hmm. and then it's got these, um, and it's got a bunch of block lettering on it. You know, I mean, it's cool. I just think it's a bit it's a bit much. Obviously. It's a bit much. Yeah. it's but a bit much. It's it's fun to look at though the packaging, and I think you know, shit the. Uh, the king of that collection is clearly fucking Knob Creek, right? Mm-hmm. And then people who really want to handle business on this, um, on a castring side, you know, there's a huge following behind, uh, Booker's. Right? Mm-hmm. But then, and then Basil Hayden, for some reason, <laughs> Basil Hayden has quite the following, you know, but the least popular one in that foursome would be being, would be Baker's, right? Right. So if you're them, right, you kind of had to do something. You kind of had to repackage this thing. I can, right, I can definitely like it was due for it was due for a refresh from that perspective. So I'm not boohooing the refresh. You're not boohooing it. Yeah, I just um, you know, that the the bakers and the wine bottle for whatever reason was just really fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, um, lights got brighter in the studio. Shalana's handling her business with uh with photos. So let's talk about news. What do you think about that? Get down to it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our beloved Few Spirits. Uh, apparently, they sold for the second time this week. Um, they sold back in 2016 to uh, Sam and Surrey, Samson and Surrey. And now the Samson and Surrey got bought by uh, Heaven Hill. So, Few Spirits, Widow Jane, and like six other uh, brands are part of the Heaven Hill. I still haven't. I still haven't had the Widow Jane yet. Have you? No, I see it all the time, and it's just not something I've been. I've made my way around to. You know, you go to some stores and they'll try to push it on you. I'm just like, ah, no, I think I'm gonna pass on that. You know, mm-hmm. so if anything, I want to. I want to handle business on some local producers before I go to this New York thing. Maybe that's just a New York Chicago thing, right? Like, don't push fucking Hudson's whiskey on me. Don't push fucking Widow Jane on me. Let me let me figure out what Koval and Few are doing, and then let's discover some more Chicago producers because those aren't the only two in town. You know, it was actually a good segue to the second part of the news. 
I just wanted to highlight a couple of uh, black bourbon producers in Chicago. Chicago Shalanda. I wasn't going to call you Chicago. You cool with that? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So um, let's talk about Bull Young. Tell me if you've heard about these guys. There's two, Bull Young and then there's Alexander James Whiskey. I have definitely heard of Alexander James Whiskey. What is it? He's actually a uh, Hillcrest um, alumni. Is that right? Yeah, we went to Hillcrest High School. Shouts out Country Club Hills, Hillcrest Hogs. Yeah, man, it's a three-year whiskey, ninety proof uh, by James uh, Jesse Stewart is the fellow's name. Black owned. Yeah, it's black owned spirit. Um, you can find it in places like Tavern on Lagrange. You know, they're actually in twenty-five different locations. You can purchase this mm-hmm. whiskey. Um, I uh, I was meaning when we were chatting about it. Um, it was so funny because my cousin had posted it and he had tagged me in the post mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, cause I think you'll, you know, kind of dig this. And I was talking back and forth to the guys like, you know, and at, I think they're moving more North now because at first they were only available out in the South suburbs. Yeah. And, you know, even though our moms are out there, <laughs> I don't get out there too, too often. So I was going to grab a bottle next time I go see my mom. Yeah. Places like uh, we're talking about Williams Inn because you can they throw parties at Williams Inn all yeah. the time, which is a spot in South Loop. Mm-hmm. Um, 11, 11. You know, mm-hmm. that's another popular, you know, Chicago is kind of this, you know, uh, eat and drink food and drink are kind of king and queen around here. Places are always opening. New distributors or new producers are always trying to enter the market. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it's kind of hard to keep up with. So mm-hmm. when you, uh, I brought these up because I'm noticing a theme here, like these these black producers go out their way to go to black-owned liquor stores in a lot of cases and then go to restaurants and uh, dining places that are black-owned too. I think it's very you know? definitely important, especially when the state in like Illinois, because, you know, shots out to Chicago bars that kind of put me on that all the you know of all the liquor stores in Illinois, um, only it's less than nine percent of my black owned. Less than nine percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, and it's a lot of black folks here. Yeah. And I think there's more black folks in Cook County than in any other county. That's my point. So yeah. I mean, it's very important, you know, to you know share your product with with the dynamic. Yeah. So um, that's one. Crew, Alexander James. Cheers to them. Cheers. Um, and then also uh, Bull Young. We talked about Bull Young. I've seen them in the store. Um, I've asked you about them, you know, on a, a couple of times on our excursions, but we have not yet tried them. Yeah, the the guys behind Bull Young. Bull Young. Uh, I keep wanting to say Bull Run. Yeah, Bull Run. <laughs> uh, one of the guys is a chef, Chef Danny Bullock. So he's a uh, culinary arts instructor. He's mm-hmm. also um, an international private chef. So, you know, Tiffany Haddish and Derek Rose and, you know, and then also uh, he was on the Food Network on a show called um, The Supermarket uh, Stakeout Season 3. Yeah, I don't I don't really watch Food Network, but, you know, just he's a he's a chef that decided he's a chef and an entrepreneur that got into uh, producing bourbon. Um, I tell you what I do like a couple things. Uh, he does a series called um, R&B. That's rhythm and bourbon. Mm-hmm. So they do a lot of cocktails. There's forty dollars entry, and it's open bar once you get the, once you get in. Is that here in Chicago? Yeah, it's right. I at, always definitely go. It's right at Deadbolt. Deadbolt is the bar that sits next door to uh, Furious Spoon and Logan. If that's the bar that Janet Jackson just popped up one night after a show. That's exactly that bar. <laughs> uh, you can find him in places like uh, Pier 31 and mm-hmm. Kimbark Liquors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so cheers cheers to the next moments in history is his tagline. Cool. And um, what I like about this brand, like we never had any of them, uh, but what I like about this brand is that it's 90 proof, it's four years old, and it's it's MGP. 
Like mm-hmm. it's, it says it on the website, you know, so there's transparency there, you know, and I think, you know, I that's a dig, big deal to me. I can definitely dig that. My thing is what, the only problem that what I have with MGP products are the ones that you find out later after they push this whole narrative and this backstory as if this is something that they actually distill. I mean, be upfront with me. I mean, I, I get MGP's private label and all that, but you're going to get something different because it all depends on the blends. But don't don't try to get over me and turn around and try to charge two hundred dollars for a part, for the bottle. No, I just wanted um I just wanted to know more about the Alexander James one because I'm like it was pretty easy to find out the bull young one, you know, like just the source of it, right? Because you know I think um so yeah we talked about some of the places so uh, that these some of the places that these guys highlight are also are also black owned, um, but the bull bull young guys had a, a gala. Uh-huh. At a facility, and then the gala had you know like black owned tacos <laughs> shipped to the gala. Like so, it's just kind of what I like about this movement is that it's like not only are you supporting people that look like you, but then you're also discovering something new. But then also they're kind of pulling in all these other aspects that, of the experience that you didn't know existed. Yeah, you know it's all kind of new. Yeah, which is um, which is noteworthy. So just wanted to to shout them out. How's your uh, how's your how's your second sip of your uh, Baker's there? I mean, you know what? For me, I'm enjoying it. This Baker's is really doing it for me. It's definitely my jam. It is definitely a sipper. Um, I'm enjoying the sweetness with the spice. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying like the pound cake vibes dancing on my tongue. Um, this what's the retail on this? Uh, retail on this one, I think it might have been closer to 100 because of the fancy box. I've seen it without the fancy box for like 65. Okay, look, let me say something now. So, would I pay $100 for this? No, that's what I have Nick for. <laughs> but that's what I have Nick for. <laughs> I love you though. Cut this motherfucking podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, anyway, that's gonna be a soundbite. I just want you to know that. Um, yeah, so would I pay $100 for this? No, just for the box, no, but it's definitely worth three to of sixty. I would even go as high as maybe eighty, you know, then you get into that whole tax thing. But a hundred dollars plus tax, no, I wouldn't do it just. Are for there the box. any other bean products currently on the North Bar? We probably drank them all. That's my only problem. You know, be some damn luscious. But I, I think know. um yeah, for me, I mean this is fine, mm-hmm. right? But I, I honestly they will, we talked about this before, you know, with the fucking Buffalo Trays vodka. They will crack your cheeks if you're not careful, right? And I think a lot of flavors in this you can find in, in some of the Booker's products for fucking 80 bucks, you know, keep it real with you. I think Knob Creek is probably one of the best values in all of craft. craft. You must say craft beer. You must, you must have crossed over for a minute. Go back to the burger. Knob Creek <laughs> is the, one of the best values you can find in all of whiskey in the small batch collection at Beam. I'd rather see, not sound like our girl Steph, I'd rather see you spend your money in those categories than in this one, you know? Yeah, that's, for the box, no, I wouldn't pay $100. But the, the not, 60 not, range? Yeah. Yes. Knob Creek, uh, Benny's uh, Single Barrel, Iron 20 Proof is like a $49 play. It's funny. This costs more than a Weller 12 retail. <laughs> retail. Weller 12. Yeah, retail. Retail. Yeah, Weller 12 is like $50. Bucks. People forget that. Yeah. Right? Well, oh, key, key word. Weller 12 retail is like $50. Retail. Bucks. I didn't say secondary. I said retail. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But as I, I think that's my that is my takeaway here. As a consumer, 
you got to be careful when the big boys put out some fancy shit. Yeah. Because even if it's like, uh, you know, no no disrespect to the old fish, Gerald, right? Because it's a fantastic bottle. I think they said, you know, the top alone costs $26 to produce. On the old fish, Gerald, decanter, the bottle and bond decanter series. Like, we got one on the shelf. It's like 13 years old. Yeah. Um, but keep it a buck. A lot of them flavors you can find in uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. You can find them flavors in fucking Larceny Barrel Proof. Like, you don't, unless you just need a fancy-ass bottle for your fucking bar, you don't need to spend these crazy dollars on some of this shit, especially from the big boys. And that's that's a, a reminder of that as I'm tipping this. That's a, my reminder. I don't want to pay for the bottle. I just want to pay for the bourbon. Okay. I just, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I don't want to have to. It's turned into like Deaf Poet Society all of a sudden. <laughs> fucking I don't want to pay for the bourbon. <laughs> I just want to pay for the bourbon. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I need to go find another. I need to scour the shelves. You know, me and Shalanda, you know, we're on the far north side of the city, the very edge of the city, the last name. Yeah, we far, far away. Yeah, far, far, far away. It's a remote location, keep it real. But, you know, there's a ton of these uh, liquor stores up and down Clark Street that we know nothing about. They look like they might suck, you know, and, you know, you could probably find a great deal on Tecate or whatever the fuck, <laughs> right? But, you know, for the stuff that we drink, you might not find it there. But I'm willing to bet. One of them have a dusty ass bottle of that old Baker's, and after having this, I want that. That whole, when I found the old Baker's the first time, it was at Red Violin. Yeah, on Clark Street. Yeah, and we got to be prepared. You know, we'll pull a cork out. The cork might disintegrate. Oh man, that cork that pissed me off. But I think the flavors. I prefer those flavors over over this one. They may have another bottle. Yeah, I'm so, gonna check. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. I think we just share a little bit of our Jim Beam experience, you know, talk about the things we've done with Beam and then what, we, what we're what we having today as, as kind of the backdrop, the, you know. So I don't know, Shalana. I think that's all we have. Do we have anything else? How what, what, How's your cocktails coming along here? My cocktails are coming great. I don't – because you're going to let me make a cocktail with this one? <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. Okay, cool. So I do have um cocktail of the week that – um, that will be posted tomorrow. This one is with the uh, AIW Harper. That's yes. going to be posted. Um, a fifteen-year-old cocktail. Huh? I know, right? Okay, but yeah, it's okay. so tasty. You really enjoyed it. That's the one with the basil. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I will uh, post that um, come tomorrow. So other than that, that's it. Where can they find you individually, Nick? Hey, man, uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Nicosio. And you can find me at AfroBitchick on all the social medias and us collectively at Vanny Boar. So until next time, you guys, peace out. <laughs>